You're listening to Through the Rift, your guide to enjoying your favorite game. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ninth episode of Through the Rift. I'm Lex. And I'm Nikki. And today we're talking about Warfronts. We'll also have overachievers. And tips and tricks. So pour yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Through the Rift. The faceless man orders and I obey. I don't ask questions. We like to start the show by talking about what we've been doing in game. What have you been up to, Lex? Well, let's see. I have had a fun and productive week in the game of Rift this week. <laughs> um, first of all, I have to announce, and if I was more awesome with the, the soundboard, I'd have a drum roll right here. Okay. Simple crash. My mage is level 50. Yay! Yeah! And I have to tell you, you know what the, the single coolest thing about my mage dinging level 50 was? No, please tell us. Um, having over 500 points to spend in planar attunement oh, all at once. Definitely. Oh my God. It was like such a quantum leap for my mage. It was, it was awesome. So she's got, oh, I should have written this down. I think she's got third tier in fire, death, and I think air. Third? Wow, that oh, yeah. is impressive. So did you know how you were going to spend all those points? No, I had no idea. I'd never even looked at a mage planar attunement before. Okay. So I I didn't even know kind of what was what. But, but now that I have it, um, it's actually, as far as the attribute breakdown, I think it's exactly the same as cleric. Intelligence is fire and air and death i believe and then wisdom is water and life and Mm -hmm. something else and then endurance is earth or no endurance is earth and life okay so now i don't remember (laughs) that's all right (laughs) but i do remember that fire is intelligence which is is the same as cleric okay um obviously being a mage you know my most important stat is intelligence so Mm -hmm. that explains my high fire and death and then i was going for uh hexes that gave me spell power with my weapons of choice Mm -hmm. which are the uh sword and totem oh which i really love and Mm -hmm. and it's kind of i don't know it kind of seems like the staves are better as far as stat wise than using a sword and totem Um, okay but i just like the look of the sword and totem better so if if that's the case, if the staves are just hands down better all the time, that makes me sad. As a mage, I I have a few different weapons I can use, a few different uh, combinations, and I think that they should all be equally viable so that you can choose what weapons you want to use based more on flavor and look and feel than, oh, well, I want a DPS, so I have to use a staff kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I totally agree. So your totem, that's your book that I see you yes. reading? <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, right now my totem is this book that I hold in one hand, um, which is just really awesome to see me shooting magic <laughs> out of this book. Yep. So yeah, the, the planar attunement was great, and I'm actually thinking 
I might have to look at um, my cleric's planar attunement because I really like some of the things I got with my mage's planar attunement that my cleric doesn't have. Okay. So one thing that, that my mage has that my cleric doesn't is I have a tier three of death. Mm-hmm. And you get a really cool ability in tier three of death where you sacrifice 15% of your health and you get a planar charge. Oh, right. And I also have, um, oh, I take it back. I have tier three in life with this character too, because I also have the ability from tier three life that you just use that ability and it gives you a planar charge. Oh, and sweet. then I have tier three fire mm-hmm. and there's an ability in tier three fire where anytime something gives you a planar charge, mm-hmm. you get two planar charges. What? <laughs> so basically with those three abilities, I can get four planar charges. That is sick. Anytime, awesome. anytime I want. And, and also, you know, every time I close a rift, I get two planar charges instead of one. Um, every time I bash down one of those cr- crystals for mm-hmm. every charge it gives everybody else, it's giving me two. Oh, Wow. Now, my mage only can hold 10 planar charges, which my cleric can hold 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a little bit better in that way. But being able to like generate four planar charges yeah. on my own That's is great. really awesome. So yeah, I might have to shell out the 100 platinum and respec my cleric's planar attunement. Either that or just focus on, on getting up to that third tier fire and death so I can have all those abilities on him. Okay. That would be awesome. But yeah, spending over 500 hexes in planar attunement, a lot of fun. That was that was a lot of fun. Let me I tell bet. you. I bet. It's like cashing in all at once. I, I love the sound it makes when you hit the button that just fills the whole tree at once. It's like, <laughs> yeah. ka-chow! You've got all of them because you're awesome. So yeah, so my mage dinged 50. I got mm-hmm. to spend all that planar attunement, which was fun. Um, I'm, I've just started questing in Cape Jewel with her. Uh, my, my thought there is you're still in Cape Jewel questing last I checked. So I'm going to try and catch up with you with my mage mm-hmm. and then I can quest with you with my mage and then you'll have to quest because I'll make you <laughs> and you'll finally <laughs> get past Cape Jewel and, and, and get... I'll know what's going on in the story. Yeah, That'd be nice. exactly. So, and, and that way I can also get some gear. Um, my mage has decent gear actually because, um, I have done most of my leveling with instant adventure and dungeons. So I probably have, you know, a decent amount of blue pieces from dungeons compared to what someone who just quested all the way up to 50 might have. Okay. Um, but I have a feeling if I went and looked through my gear, there might be some pieces that are really outdated that I just haven't gotten an upgrade for. Mm. Um, one thing with the instant adventure is it does still seem like you don't get as much gear drops oh, okay. doing instant adventure as you do doing quests. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know for sure. I mean, I haven't really tracked it, but it just seems like it's relatively rare that I get an item drop in an instant adventure for my mage. That's any kind of an upgrade that I would want where, you know, when you're questing, you're getting stuff all the time. Right. So I kind of wonder for someone who just leveled with instant adventure and didn't do dungeons as well, if, if their gear would keep up or not, I'm, I'm Mm. not sure about that. So that'd be interesting to know and figure out. Um, I've also been, been still working with my mage on getting my gathering skills caught up. Um, 
that another unfortunate thing about leveling with instant adventure and dungeons is your gathering um, gets out of whack um, just because of the way the instant adventure chooses what zones to put you in. You're not likely to uh, get all the zones that you need as you need them to skill up your gathering. Mm-hmm. So I've had to basically just go out sometimes with my mage just to gather and and try to catch up and that has been a bitch and not at all fun so it's been taking me a while because because it's not fun i don't do it very much at Mm -hmm. a time but i finally uh today i finally got to shimmer sand so i am butchering and mining and foraging in shimmer sand now Mm -hmm. um i'm to the point i could actually mine in ember isle because i can mine carmentium now um, and I could probably uh, butcher in Ember Isle, but I'm not yet to the point where I, I don't think I can forage in Ember Isle yet. So oh, okay. I'm going to have to run around in, in Shimmer Sand a little bit more, or maybe I'll go over the Stillmore and uh, get the foraging up. Um, so you were helping me a bit, a bit with that today. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Although I think it's funny. I mean, we were both mentored, mm-hmm. but I think it's funny. I'm, I'm pretty sure you, your level 60 rogue died more times than my level 50 mage. <laughs> well, I tried pulling a crap ton of things at once. Oh, so that's it didn't always work on. out. I, I was wondering because you would be off by yourself and you just kept dying. And I'm like, I'm the mage. I'm the one running around in like my party clothes. You know, you've at least got leather armor on. I, I, not to mention 10 levels on me. I think you'd be be doing better but you'd think but i guess i can't handle six creatures at once <laughs> yeah so yeah i did that and and uh did i did i mention i got quantum sight have i mentioned that yet i don't think so yeah so i finally got quantum sight on my mage oh, good. um i will be talking a little bit later in tips and tricks about exactly how i did that because i actually i could have done that a long time ago Oh, I had okay. the planarite. In a way, I had the planarite to get quantum sight. I've had it forever, and I didn't realize. But uh, stay tuned for tips and tricks, and maybe you can find out how you can get quantum sight, even if you don't think you have enough planarite for it right now. Excellent. And also, I finally got in an instant adventure on my mage somewhere other than Free March or Silverwood. I got mm-hmm. to do one in Stillmore. Yay. Finally, one, one time. <laughs> um, and and then I died a lot Aww. because that was like right. Actually, I think that might have been before I dinged 50. I think I was I think I was 48 or 46 or something okay. when I did that instant adventure. And um, the one problem with with my build I'm using right now is I'm I don't have a lot of points in elementalist. So I've gotten to the point now where my pets are definitely not what they should be. They, mm-hmm. they get killed very quickly. Um, pretty much to the point, if I'm in an instant adventure or with other people at all, I don't even bring my pets out anymore because they just get killed and it takes forever to summon them. So I'm really thinking about taking those points out of e- Elementalist and just putting them all in Stormcaller since my pet's almost worthless now. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Um, so yeah, I, I got the still more instant adventure the one time, which, which made me happy and hopeful that maybe they had fixed the problem. Maybe mm-hmm. just maybe. Okay. Um, but then the next day I got Silverwood eight times oh, yeah. in a row. That's... And actually 
What? Go ahead. I was going to say we queued together, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I was just going to say, um, I, I actually, now I know for sure that my mage was 46 when I got the one at Stillmore mm-hmm. because yeah, I've written down here about the next day when we got Silverwood eight times in a row. I was 46. You were level 60. We queued together. So mm-hmm. we have a 46 and a level 60 and we get Silverwood. So we're like, fuck this. Left a group unmentored. Yep. Reformed a group. Cute again, Silverwood. We did this eight times, people. Eight times. Every single fucking time we got Silverwood. Different servers. Yeah. One time it might be High Law. <laughs> one time it might be Greybriar. But every fucking time, Silverwood. It was nuts. Yeah. So we just gave up and didn't do Instant Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, after that debacle, um, I was really <laughs> frustrated. I was about ready to just say, I'm not doing Instant Adventure anymore. Okay. Ever until wow. they fix this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I started thinking about it and I was like, you know, the problem here is the random instant adventure, right? Because right. you can always mentor to whatever level you want to be and queue manually for whatever instant adventure you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I actually wanted to go do some math and figure out um, what that random bonus is and, and what kind of percentage increase you're actually getting for your experience and everything else by doing the random. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to do that, but I suspect it's not even that big of a bonus. I, yeah, I bet it's ten percent or less. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's just really it's not worth the frustration and headache. So I've started just queuing for the instant adventures I want. Yeah, that's smart. And and so for you guys that maybe haven't seen how how to do this, um, you want to be well. Actually, I don't think it matters what zone you're in. It matters what level. Mm-hmm. You are. So when you hit the, uh, what is it? The period key, right? For your instant adventure. Yeah. When that comes up, you will have an option, you know, to click for the random. And then any zones that have instant adventure that are at your level will also be there. So okay. if you're level 60, then you'll see, you know, the dendrome and steps of infinity and, mm-hmm. and those zones on there as well. So, you know, if there's a particular zone that you want to instant adventure in, Mentor yourself so that your level is within the level of that zone, and then it should come up for you. Yeah, and I think it's still well worth it, even if you're not getting those little bonuses, just to do it manually because of the great experience you get doing IAs. Right, and if you're if you're you know like us and many many other people we've talked to in game, yeah, and you're getting stuck in Free March and Silverwood all the time. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that little bit of XP boost you get from doing a random mm-hmm. isn't offset by the fact that if you go and do your instant adventure into Dendrome or something, you're just going to get better stuff. You're going to get right. more platinum. You're going to get, you know, I mean, supposedly it's all the same with mentoring, but it's really not. No. You know, if you look at the drops you're getting, you're going to get better stuff in a higher level zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, like foraging and all of your mining and everything, it'll be better if you already have that at a high level. Then you can m- mine and forage and butcher worthwhile goods. Yeah, exactly. And that that's the biggest, um, probably the biggest problem I have with, you know, the, the instant adventure only sticking you in these other zones is that I have all the gathering professions and I really like mm-hmm. to gather while I IA and, and make some platinum and... You know, when I'm in Free March or 
whatever it's it's useless that those gathering mats aren't even it's not even worth the time to gather them to try to sell them they're yeah. they're literally worthless so um i did play my cleric a little bit this week i've mainly been playing my mage um i was really uh driven to hit 50 um which which i did which i i was actually surprised that that i hit 50 i think i i don't think i even noticed when i hit 50 it was like an hour later i realized oh i'm level 50 yeah, i have all I these planar attunement to spend <laughs> i remember you saying that you didn't realize you were level 49 at the time <laughs> yeah like one minute i was 48 the next thing i knew i was 50 i i, I didn't notice 49 happening i didn't notice 50 yeah. happening i don't know what's up with that so i i did play my cleric a little bit um i did manage to get into the dendrome in an instant adventure randomly whoa nice. um but it's not fixed because that again that was one time out yeah. of i don't know how many times i tried to queue mm -hmm. and got okay. other things that weren't you know above level 10 okay uh oh and speaking of instant adventure there there's a new instant adventure bug Oh, um, no. <laughs> because I guess there weren't enough before, so we needed some more bugs. Uh-oh. And so now the, the new bug, which actually maybe they fixed this already because I didn't notice it today. Okay. But sometimes uh, you will be in, in, in an instant adventure group and your objectives won't show on the map. What? Or oh, on the mini-map. Like it shows it in your, in your quest tracking. You know, mm -hmm. it says, you know, go do this thing. But it doesn't have the green icons or areas on the map that show you where to go. Oh, wow. And okay. it it just seems to happen randomly. Mm -hmm. um, I was, you know, I was in some groups where as soon as I joined them, it was that problem. And of course, everybody just leaves. Mm -hmm. And then I was in other IA groups where, you know, we've been doing instant adventures for a while. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, the you know the new instant adventure pops up and there's no objectives on the map oh man it seems to happen a lot of times when it's a boss which is really annoying yeah but but not only at those times like i've seen it okay. happen when it's just you know go gather this or go do this but mm -hmm. there were a few times that it happened to me that it was actually a boss and everybody's running around <sighs> you know trying to find this boss because the map isn't telling us where um so I don't know. Actually, I was going to say maybe they fixed it because it didn't happen to me today, but I didn't do any IAs today. So oh. that's probably why. <laughs> and, and I don't think that I've seen a hot fix since I saw this problem. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys have, are experiencing this, um, we haven't found any workaround for it other than just leaving the group and requeuing and hoping you get a different one. It's not bugged. Mm -hmm. but, but I do suggest putting in a report. Yes, definitely. Put in bug reports and put in bug reports about, you know, every time you get stuck in free march, mm -hmm. put in a bug report. Of course, right now, you, you may not mind about getting stuck in free march because of the event going on right now. Right. But but otherwise, you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease. So the, <laughs> the more bug reports they get about this, the more likely they are to actually fix it and do it in a timely manner. Yeah, that's what I would think anyway. So, uh, speaking of the event, I did give it a shot the other day with my cleric. Um, we were in free march. Um, Nikki, you were there with me too. Yeah. And we did the event. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Until. Until. Until we realized that it was just the same oh, zone event. Right. Over and over and over. Yeah. 
after about the fourth or fifth time, I was yeah. like, um, <laughs> this isn't changing. I thought it was a coincidence that we got the same one, but apparently not. <laughs> right. So I don't know if that's working as intended. Um, maybe I misheard what was said, but I yeah. thought that it was going to be all the regular free march zone events that normally happen. And then they added one or two new zone events for this, this mayhem event. Mm hmm. Um, but it seems like it's just the one new right. event just over and over and over. So I don't know if, if that's the way they want it to work, but it doesn't seem like a great way. No, it doesn't. And this happened in the beginning in Free March, but then I was like, oh, this is really boring. Let's try Silverwood. So right. we went over there and it was the same exact event there. Yeah, so. over and over. So yeah um I, I have to say i'm a little bummed about it i was a little fired up to try to get the sapphire kirin mm -hmm. again because i i did not get it in the last mayhem and methosia event right and you you can get this thing supposedly again but but yeah after doing the same event in free march which i'm already so sick of but mm -hmm. you guys know all about that <laughs> um yeah after doing that same event four or five times i was pretty much done with it like i didn't even yeah. do the event at all today because yeah i'm just That's like i don't want the mount that bad really <laughs> right well maybe this is hopeful thinking but maybe it'll change in the other phases because we're still in phase one i think yeah i think phase two is phase starting two is today yeah sometime. okay yeah so we'll see so yeah i don't know we'll see Okay. And then you also got, um, you did actually get one of the items from the Madness event, which is the skull, right? Oh, that was an item from the event? Mm-hmm. Okay. You weren't too happy with that one? <laughs> well, it's a dimension item, so oh, I okay. immediately am not terribly interested just because yeah. it's a dimension item and I, I just give them all to you. <laughs> um, but it was just a silly skull. I mean, it yeah. wasn't even a cool dimension item. Right. You know, At first, like, I thought like it that was one I have that's the huge statue, mm -hmm. like the Egyptian style statue, mm -hmm. like that is a cool dimension item. Like, give me something like that. Not this stupid little skull. It doesn't <laughs> even have glowing eyes or anything. Yeah, it's just that's true. Like, like, a, I don't know, like, a, like a piece of art that just fell on the floor and someone <laughs> found it and was like, hey, we can make a dimension item out of this. <laughs> and this little clipping that someone's going to throw away. <laughs> this little doodle of a skull. That's, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, but but you got uh, you got the cape, right? I did. I got the Defiant Crest cape. Yay! So now we both got one. Yep. I'm wearing it around right now, and I also got the Gothic hat. Very cool. Yeah, and it's got the red ribbon around it. I like it. Yeah, I I really dig the that uh, the wardrobe set that that hat comes from the mm -hmm. Gothic something mm -hmm. and. I've been kind of thinking about getting a wardrobe set for my mage. Mm -hmm. um, since she's a girl, I, you know, I dress her up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I kind of, I kind of like that one. I, I like, I like the gothic set. I think it's in like a powder blue. Mm -hmm. Is really nice, and then they have a, a purple one that's, that's really cool. But yeah, you got the hat from it, and mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of, it's like a top hat, but you, it's kind of askew on your head and it's got does it have like a veil or something with it too it i don't think it has a veil but i think what you're thinking of is the big bow it has a huge red bow that kind of trails down the back of it and it also has a silver design on the front i think it's silver okay so it's kind of neat 
Yeah, very cool. Well, you can tell us more about your goodies um, when you talk about what you did in game this week. Um, I think that is that's about it for me. So, so that's Nikki, okay. why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Okay. Well, I have been in the dendrome a lot because I discovered Hylol and actually got to wander around and investigate and, of course, take pictures because that's what I do. <laughs> and um, I took all sorts of screenshots in the city and I talked to the more prominent citizens of Hylol, including Pat, who I guess is a little bunny and this talking ram. And I just love it there. And there's a tree ant that walks around and it thrills me. <laughs> it's sad, but I really like it. And, oh, I watched the pub shows, finally, that you told me about. Yeah, so what'd you think of the puppet shows? I really liked it. It was fun. And I liked that the, there was a spider behind the screens that was controlling the whole thing. Yeah, I, you know, when I saw the puppet shows, I never even noticed that you could go backstage and all the puppets are back there. And they actually mm -hmm. enter and exit <laughs> the stage. And yeah. It's really cool. They're all lined up, ready for their part. <laughs> Yeah, so if you, if you guys haven't seen that, definitely check it out. You just uh, go through the curtain um, behind the stage to the backstage area, and it's it's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, I wonder what's back there. I have to see. And I did. Um, I ran around with Jam, your little character, your little mage, and did IAs, which I know we talked about um, getting Silverwood so many times. And I also like you mentioned, helped her gather. And oh, I thought that was pretty fun. Oh, that just reminded me. Um, what was the zone? Um, it was on my mage. I got the 100 instant adventure achievement. Remember? Oh, yeah. Was that free march? I think it was free march. Yeah. 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 So, so okay. Um, for those of you who maybe don't instant adventure a lot and think <laughs> that, like, I'm just complaining about nothing. Okay. I just made this character, what, a month ago? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. even a month ago. And I do not, I don't sit and play the game 8, 12 hours a day. I mean, I'm lucky if I, I don't even play if it. You every get day. a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, in the time that it's taken me to power level my mage from <laughs> 1 to 50, I have done 100 instant adventures in Free March and got the achievement. I don't have that achievement on my cleric on any zone. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And what, 98% of that was random instant adventure? It's all random. I've never yeah. once queued for Free March specifically. Right. That so, is yeah, amazing. It's not in my head. It's it's not just me. <laughs> I, no. I have evidence, in-game evidence, <laughs> statistical, you know, I can say for a fact I've done at least 100 instant adventures in Free March yep. on that one character. Yeah. When you got that achievement, you were like, there, see, that's it. That's why. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So I, I interrupted you, Nikki. My bad. Um, please okay. continue telling us about your escapades and adventures in game. <laughs> okay. Well, after we were, I, or actually today, we were gathering for your character. And um, a few days before that, you're gathering for my character because I want to make a ton of Empyrean bags, as many as I can, because I know your two characters need them. I mean, I don't think your mage has any Empyrean bags yet. And I still need a bunch for my bank. And um, so, but you need really expensive mats for it. So went to the Dendrome and was grinding for Truehide. 
And I found these bugs. They're called Equinox Vespids. And they're really easy to kill if you're 60 already. And you can kill a ton at once because they all group together. And they drop true hide. So that was perfect. And I'm really glad that you came to help me with that because we were able to kill a bunch of stuff all at once. Yeah, I w- I can't believe those guys dropped true hide. Yeah, it was so convenient. I got to tell you guys, um, if you have any of the gathering professions, mm-hmm. but especially um, foraging or butchery, butchering or whatever it's called, yeah, uh, the dendrome is a great place to gather. There, there are foraging nodes everywhere, even mining. There's mining nodes everywhere. Wow! And there are so many creatures there that you can kill and skin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, like literally if, if you have, you know, if you're tracking, you know, foraging and mining any, almost anywhere you're at in a dendrome, you look at your mini map, there's just nodes everywhere. It's hard wow. to get anything done in the dendrome because you're constantly running around gathering things. <laughs> and you see the nodes from, um, you actually have an ability or is that from your curse, uh, plugin or no, whatever no, that's just tracking. Everybody just track has uh, tracking. Okay, has tracking for whatever they gather. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, no, I get confused because I have all these add-ons. <laughs> they have different things on my map. Anyway, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. And you're right, I will be doing a lot more gathering in the dendrome for different things. And I was able to make you what five bags, I think, from all that true hide. Uh, three or four, I think. Okay. I thought it was, okay, my goal was five, so I still need to make you two more. (laughs) And what else? Oh, I was fishing as well. My fishing is only at 312. I'm kind of disappointed. (laughs) I thought it was higher than that, but I'll have to get it up. You can get it to what, 350? 375. 375, okay. Yeah, I got mine max during the uh, summer fest. Oh, okay. Because, um... It could have just been my imagination, but it seemed like you skilled up more often than usual when you were fishing from the Summerfest pools. Oh, okay. So, yeah, just doing those dailies for the little bit that I did them got my fishing up to 375. Awesome. I have to catch up with you. Meh. Meh. (laughs) I mean, since I've gotten it there, I haven't fished one thing once. Oh, okay. So now you're kind of bored with it. Well, I mean, it's fishing. Right. <laughs> it's the most boring thing you could ever do in a video game. Like, I know. I don't even so. know why it's in the game, honestly, other than a bunch of people wanted it for some reason. Yeah. Well, some people like it. I know we have a guildie that claims it's very relaxing. So he likes to fish. Okay. But it's like knitting or something, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but knitting, like, you have something to show for it when it's done. That's true. Like, fi- I mean, fishing... <laughs> Yeah. I, mean, I mean, even even if you're doing it to make money, it's not even a great way to make money. Like the amount of time it takes compared to what you can make. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. much easier, more efficient ways to make to make money in the game than fishing. Yeah, you're probably right. Like killing things for true hide. Or just trading on the auction house. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Buy low, sell high. <laughs> I finished the first tier of water in my planar attunement. So I finally got the teleport to Moonshade Highlands. Cool. Yeah, I think that's one of the last, if not the last, teleport I need from my planner attunement. And I did the Madness in Mythosi event, like you discussed, and I put that skull in our medicine cabinet in our guild dimension. So Okay. <laughs> I like the skull. Although, you're right, if it had glowing eyes, that would make it a lot cooler. 
Yeah, I don't dislike it. It's just kind of like I don't know. It, it's a it's a white item. It seems right. like something that would just yeah. drop off some random mob in the world. Like it's not something to jump up and down about because you got it. You know. Yep. No, I agree. I think they need some more. Either some more prizes or um, some better loot from these events, personally. Um, oh, I did another Hellbug riff with you, and I got the Skittering Hellbug mount again. So I think I have four of them now in my bank. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wonder if they increase the drop rate on those. Yeah, it seems like it. Because, you know, there's still a few people out there that don't have some form of Hellbug mount. So we got to make sure that everybody has one. <laughs> Yep, they're going to have blue ones, purple ones, white ones. <laughs> yeah. Every color. <laughs> and finally, I just did more um, decorating in the dimension, of course. So I finished building the second floor on inside our barn. I just need to decorate it now. But that's about it. Okay, well, sounds good. Sounds like we've both been having fun in game. Yeah. And uh, the journeys continue. Tell me, Elf Woman, do you ascend it have good need? As you guys know, we like to talk about what we're drinking on the show. Nikki, why don't you tell us what you're drinking right now? Well, I am drinking Full Sail Pale Doppelbach. And Full Sail is a brewing company in Hood River, Oregon. And um, it's really good. It's 9%, though alcohol by volume and I can definitely taste that. I, I know that you don't actually taste the alcohol itself, but I, it just tastes stronger. Um, but it's delicious. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't more carbonated when I opened it, but maybe that's a Doppelbach thing. Yeah, I think they tend to not be as carbonated. Okay. Um, you know, I at least, a lot of the beers I drink are very highly carbonated, like Hefeweizens and Triples. and So it, it just may be that you're used to drinking more mm. highly carbonated beers. Yeah, definitely. But it's very tasty, and it's kind of a amber, caramely color to it. How about you, Lex? What are you drinking? Well, unfortunately, I forgot again to buy something new and interesting to talk about on the podcast. So I'm drinking my Belgian Leffe or Levy beer again. <laughs> Levy beer. So, uh, yeah, um, if you want to find more out, uh, about that, you can listen to our past episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm, I can smell you, mortals, and I am hungry. For our main segment today, we are talking all about war fronts. So, Nikki and I have told you guys before, but it bears repeating we are not experts on this game. No. And we're especially not experts when it comes to PvP. However, we have done Warfronts before, so we're not going to sit here and try to talk about something that we know nothing about. Right. Um, but again, we are not experts. We are not um, PvP fanatics. So um, if we say something wrong, let us know. Yeah, um, please do. I, I have had requests from, from a couple listeners who want us to do uh, some PvP stuff. So I know we've got at least a couple of you out there that, that know the PvP. So um, definitely correct us if uh, you hear anything amiss. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you might want to know if you've never done a Warfront is how to uh, open up your interface. So the default hotkey for this is the little 
Love. <laughs> Rewind. Start again. The letter <laughs> K, as in kitchen. I think of kill. Kill. Yeah. Ketchup. You're doing Warfront, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the le- letter K. You hit that, and um, should be the first thing you see is your Warfronts listed there. Um, if you're high enough level to queue for them. And there is also a, another tab that you can look at behind that that shows your favor and prestige. Mm-hmm. And then I believe there's also a conquest tab, although unless you're level 60, you won't um, be able to do anything with that because you have to be level 60 to do conquest. So we will talk about that in a later episode of the podcast. Okay, that sounds good. A couple other things to know about Warfronts is you can queue for Warfronts very similar to how you queue for uh, dungeons. And just like you have your random dungeons that give you uh, some rewards compared or above and beyond what you would get just for doing the dungeon anyway, uh, there are also now in the game random Warfronts. So if you want, you can just queue for a random Warfront and you don't know which one you're going to get, but you will get some bonus uh, favor and prestige and... Maybe even XP. I'm not sure. You get some bonus stuff for doing the random. Okay. There are also uh, weekend warfronts. So mm-hmm. every weekend, there will be one particular warfront that is that weekend's bonus warfront. And it will say so on the interface when you go into the PvP screen through your letter K. Um, and that warfront, when you do it during the weekend, you will get bonus rewards for that. So... If you really want to get the bang for your buck, you can on the weekend queue for a random warfront. And if it sticks you in the weekend warfront, um, you'll be getting bonuses for doing a random and bonuses for doing the weekend warfront. That's right. And I know we're throwing out some words here, so I'll just define them really quick. Favor is PvP. PvP. Now I'm doing it. Currency that you use to buy your PvP gear. And whereas prestige is like PvP experience. So you gain that by actually doing Warfronts. Yeah, and as you gain prestige, you will uh, rank up in your PvP ranks, which now go to what? What is it? 80, 90? I think it's 90. Yeah, really high. (laughs) So have fun getting there. It's the journey. That's right. Not the destination. (laughs) So, yeah, and Nikki mentioned PvP gear. So there is gear in the game that is specifically for for PvP. And the easiest way to tell if a piece of gear is for PvP is it will have a stat on it called Valor and or a stat called Vengeance. Mm -hmm. And very simply, Vengeance allows you to do more damage in PvP against other players. And Valor is kind of like an armor score for PvP. Just like armor decreases the amount of physical damage you take, Valor decreases the amount of damage that you take from other players in PvP. Mm-hmm. So the PvP gear um, will will usually have these stats on it. Um so, like Nikki said, you buy PvP with favor, which is a currency that you earn 
um, by doing PVP activities, which include um, doing the Warfronts, which we're talking about this episode, doing conquests, doing PVP rifts, and just doing open world PVP. So anytime you kill a player in PVP, you will get some favor that you can save up and spend on equipment for your character. Um, you can see how much favor and how much prestige you have in the PVP window by hitting the K key and then going to the appropriate tab. And I believe uh, favor is also listed under your currencies in your character sheet. So if you go into your currency screen, you can see how much favor you have there. And there are PVP vendors throughout the world where you can buy gear. Um, of course, these days we have the Rift store. So for a lot of things, you don't have to go to a vendor. And this is true for PVP gear as well. You can see that in the Rift store. And then usually in most, if not all zones in the questing hubs, there will be a PVP vendor. And that will be a person who is selling PVP gear that's appropriate for your level as, as you're leveling up. Mm -hmm. um, once you get to level cap at 60, um, all of your PVP vendors will be in Tempest Bay. Um, but until then, every zone, every quest hub that you go to, um, there will usually be a PVP vendor there that can sell you some things. And a quick little kind of tidbit here. Um, if you PVP at all and you have any favor at all, um, as you, you know, you're leveling up and you go to a new zone, assuming that you're not mentoring down and doing lower level zones, um, check out the PVP gear. Even if PVP isn't necessarily your thing, if you have some favor to spend, um, sometimes some of that PVP gear is good just for questing in while you're leveling. It, it could be substantially better than um, the gear that you already have. Wow, that's a good tip. Yeah, and, you know, people will complain about people in a dungeon or whatever wearing PvP gear. And, and the reason for that, it's not that the gear is necessarily bad, but um, everything in the game, you know, gear-wise, you can kind of look at it from kind of a points perspective. Okay. Like, you know, I'm, I'm try-on somebody and I'm going to design this piece of gear and I basically have so many points that I can use to spend to get, you know, stats or whatever for this gear. So PvP gear, they are using some of those points for that Valorant Vengeance that mm -hmm. I told you about, which are two stats that have no bearing or no use in PvE content. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for instance, if you're a rogue and you do DPS and you have a bunch of PvP gear... And, you know, that gear has valor and vengeance and you're in a dungeon. Um, if you had a PVE piece of gear that was comparable to that B PVP gear, the same level and everything, um, because it wouldn't have the valor and vengeance, it might have higher dexterity or higher attack power or higher hit or something like that. Right. So. You know, that that is why, you know, sometimes people will give people a hard time for using PvP gear for non-PvP. But, you know, if you're looking at a piece of gear and it's a definite upgrade to what you have, use it. It doesn't matter if it's PvP or not, especially while you're leveling. Right, exactly. All that matters is, you know, what you're getting from it. So definitely, you know, when you go to a new zone, um, check out that PvP vendor. See if uh, 
they they might have some gear for you that might be an upgrade and make the uh, leveling process a little faster and easier. Yeah, that's an excellent idea. Do you have any other tips for people with gear, with the PvP gear? I don't think so. I mean, okay. you can definitely... Um, get very much into depth with PVP gear, but oh, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid that I would very quickly go beyond, <laughs> um, my knowledge base if I went too much into it. I don't blame you. I feel the same way. Well, in that case, let's move on and just share some of the, um, forefronts that you can actually do in game. Absolutely. So the first one is Black Garden and you have to be level 10 to do that. And um, the, on normal mode, the victory condition for this one is to collect 500 points. And you can do this by holding the Fang of Regulos or by killing other players within 20 minutes. That's your time limit. Yeah, Nikki and I, we, we've both done this Warfront many, many times. Um, this is one that's, I don't know if it's been in the game since launch, but it's been in the game since I ever started PvPing. Mm-hmm, same here. And so this this is one of the more kind of straightforward and easy or simple warfronts. Yeah. Um it's a it's a fairly small area garden guardians and defiance start at opposite ends. You run towards the center and there are these little orbs, these little purple orbs that you pick up and then you carry to a kind of shrine place and then you get points for uh delivering the orbs and and I think you can carry is it four? That you can carry up to four. Yeah, I think so. But the more that you carry, the slower your character runs. Mm-hmm. However, um, at least whenever I've done that Warfront, um, the accepted uh, strategy is that if you're going to be running orbs, you should really be carrying as many as you can. Don't mm-hmm. don't just grab one orb and run to turn it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and also... You know, unless you're a rogue or some other character that has some way of running pretty fast, mm-hmm. um, you know, save save that job for someone who has, you know, some kind of run speed buff or uh, teleport or some, you know, mages, clerics, rogues, all. I'm sure warriors probably have something too. Like, mm-hmm. it just really depends on your build. But, but save that for someone with a build where they can move pretty quickly. Um, another good person for that job is someone who's, who's, uh, kind of tanky mm-hmm. so that you're hard to kill. Um, because of course, um, people that are carrying these orbs, you know, people are going to be trying to kill them to keep them from scoring. Right. And, um, just so we're clear when you're talking about the orbs, that's actually on stockpile mode, correct? Because normal mode, I don't think there's any orbs. You just have the fang, and if you carry it, it will um, decrease your life and eventually kill you. That's why you kind of pass it on to another player. Oh, yeah, you're right. I guess yeah. I always end up doing the stockpile mode. <laughs> right. So, yeah, um, Black Garden, there's the normal mode, which Nikki was talking about, and then the stockpile mode, mm-hmm. which is the one um, the involving orbs. the orbs. <laughs> right. And then you can, um, in order to have victory, you can collect 500 points or the most points in 20 minutes by cleansing those dark orbs. And then in there, of course, you also kill enemy players, especially ones holding orbs. <laughs> yeah. And um, as I'm sure anybody who plays this game and has done any research into the game knows um, it can be very challenging to get good information on rift um, the problem is is that a lot of I'd say 
most of 90% of the websites out there、mm-hmm. that are like your wikis and your various sites that you would normally go to to get this kind of information.、Um, most of them are,、uh, how would you say, defunct? Yes. They're, they're no longer、yep. updated. The information is out of date. It's old. It's wrong.、Um, and, you know, a, a lot of these sites, it's not like they tell you, oh, hey, this site is no longer current. Yeah.、Um, so, you know, it can be pretty tricky. I, I know that、um, Rifthead is current.、Um, I think that's really the only one right now that is. It's definitely the only one I trust because just about every other site I've used. I've gotten、um, erroneous information from. Oh, wow.、Um, so I think that there may be some things that we're going to be missing in this overview.、Um, some of these、uh, warfronts have had additional、uh, modes added、mm-hmm. to them、uh, since, since this resource was, was written、mm-hmm. to, that I'm using. So if, if we're missing something, I'm, I'm sorry. But again, we're, we're not PVP gurus, so we're not trying to make this、um, all inclusive. It's just kind of to, to give you an idea what's out there and hopefully get you excited about it and get you to, to try it.、Um, I've, I've not done a lot of PVP in other fantasy、uh, MMOs that I've played, but、um, I, I have done quite a bit in Rift and, and I enjoy it.、Um, the Warfronts, personally, I find that they get old. Mm-hmm. After a while, I,、okay. I can do Warfronts for half an hour, hour or so.、Mm-hmm. But after that,、um, even if I'm not doing the same Warfront, even if I'm doing different ones, they just, for me, they get a little、uh, repetitive. Oh, okay. A little, I don't know. I, I much prefer、um, <laughs> Conquest and, and I much prefer、yeah. Port Scion.、Um, but that's just me. I mean, I know people who love Warfronts and like, that's what they do is play Warfronts. So, if you have not tried a Warfront, do, do try it. It's a lot of fun、mm-hmm. and there's nothing to be scared of, and you may love it. Definitely. And the one that I love, you mentioned Battle for Port Sion, but I love the Library of the Rune Masters mostly because of the environment. And you have to be level 10 to do this one too. But the point of it is to collect 1,000 points within 20 minutes again. And you do this by carrying dwarven rune vessels or defeating enemy players. Either way, you get points. Yeah, and the dwarven rune vessels actually do damage to you as、mm-hmm. you're holding on to one. And they do more damage the longer you hold on to them. Right. So, a lot of times, what you'll see is you'll see、um, people with some kind of healing build being the ones to grab these because they can heal themselves or. Sometimes you'll see, and I think this is pre mates a lot of times where people are going in as a group together so that、oh. they can coordinate. Okay. Sometimes you'll see someone in kind of a tanky build that has a lot of hit points、mm-hmm. grabbing the rune vessels, and then someone who is a healing type kind of hanging out with that person and healing、mm-hmm. them. Okay.、Um, but, you know, any of these warfronts, of course, you can just run around killing people, but they're a lot more fun and you're much more likely to win if you actually. Um, understand the strategy of the warfront and, and try to actually win the, the warfront. And the、mm-hmm. way that you win this one is to have,、uh, people on your team holding these vessels for as long as possible. The longer you hold them, the more points you get.、Mm-hmm. And also killing the people on the other team that are holding their vessels. Right. Because they're weakened. 
So it should theoretically be easier to kill them. <laughs> well, and also that's how they get points. So, right. you know, the way to win is to A, get more points for your team and B, try to prevent the other team from getting points. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be killing their people with the vessels and keeping your people with the vessels alive as much as possible. Right. And this is another, I, I think this one and Black Garden are probably the easiest uh, war fronts for someone who's never done one before just because their maps are so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other ones like the Kodak, the Codex and especially Port Sion, it can take you a while to kind of get the lay of the land and not be lost all the time. That's true. Um, these two, especially Library of the Room Masters, I mean, <laughs> right. it's a very simple map. There's, there's, it's literally one big room that mm-hmm. has three levels and that's it. Like, So it's, it's, you don't have to worry about finding your way around. You can focus more on PVP. That's right. That's why I love it. And I also, when I go in there as a rogue, I usually try to pick up the vessels because that way, um, usually the vessels spawn on the, around the outside of the circle. It's basically one big circular room. Yeah, they only spawn in the same place. Okay. So then I'll grab that and then I'll run to the center and meet up with a healer or two, hopefully, and people that can buff me, and then just hold it as long as I can. So I found that's pretty effective. Yeah, what some people do is they they will grab the vessel and then they hide behind a pillar. <laughs> yeah. Or they go that. to the bottom level and and they hide somewhere and just mm-hmm. sit there and heal themselves until someone finds them. Um, it's really <laughs> kind of funny how often that actually works because when you look on your mini map, it shows you where all the vessels are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd think that that wouldn't work, but a lot of times, you know, people get away with it for, for a while. Hmm. Good point. So our next uh, warfront that we're going to talk about is the Codex. Uh, the minimum level to do this warfront is level 20. And in this warfront, you earn points by holding the control points. And the team that wins is either the team that can collect a thousand points first or whichever team has the most points when the 20 minute uh, time limit runs out. And so there are, I'm trying to remember, I think there's something like five control points. There's uh, the scope, there's some kind of statue. Yeah, over where the guardians spawn. Um, but but basically, um, at these control points, there's a flag. And uh, if the, the guardians control it, it will be blue. If the defiant control it, it will be red. And if the other team is controlling it, you just run up to the flag, right-click on it, and uh, it takes you know a few seconds, but then you take control of the flag. Mm-hmm. Um, but be warned if you're doing this warfront for the first time, rogues love to hang out by those control points stealth <laughs> and just wait for you to be in the process yep. <laughs> of taking control of the flag and then they'll sap you and stun you and kill you. And so just because it looks like no one's there, it doesn't mean that no one's there. That's right. So, so be careful. Um, yeah. this is one, um, that I find myself getting very frustrated in. Um, I'd, I'd say this one and White False Steps are two warfronts where um, when you have a lot of people that just don't want to use their brains at all and don't care about strategy and just want to zerg at each other or they just care about kills and they don't care about whether or not they actually win the warfront. Mm-hmm. Um, these are these are two warfronts where it just 
it's really obnoxious because what happens、oh. a lot of times in the codex is everybody fights at that one central control point,、mm-hmm. the one with the、uh, the cliffs kind of over it. Is that the codex itself? Yeah.、Um, but yeah, everybody just fights there, like it's the only control point in the whole game. Yeah. And it's not. There are like four others,、um, so it's really frustrating when when that happens. But there's there's not much you can do about it. No,、Unfortunately. not much. But my big recommendation for this one is to stay with the group. I mean, it's pretty easy to picked off, be picked off when you're、um, all by yourself. And this is one warfront that has some buffs that you can get. I'm, I'm not sure if all the warfronts do.、Um, I, I suspect that maybe they all do, and just some of them I haven't found them. But you will see、uh, tucked away somewhere a little orb. It could be red. It could be green. And if you run and stand over that orb, it will give you some kind of a, a buff. Oh yeah, I forgot all about those. So those are kind of fun, and、mm-hmm. and I think there's actually some achievements for getting those too. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Our next war front is called White Fall Steps, or as some people say, White White Fall Steeps. <laughs> I guess they make a lot of tea there.、Um, the, <laughs> the minimum level to do that war front is level thirty. And to win this war front, you need to either、uh, capture three of the enemy source stones, or be the team with the most captured enemy source stones when the time、uh, runs out after twenty minutes.、Mm-hmm. This is a classic capture the flag war front. So,、okay. if any of you old timers like me <laughs>、um, played some good old fashioned capture the flag、um, in your youth, then you know exactly how this works. Okay.、Um, basically, the flag in this warfront is the the source stone. Uh, each uh, side has a quote unquote a base where they have their source stone or their、mm-hmm. flag, and the goal is to go across the map to the enemy's base, grab their source stone, then run it all the way back to your base,、mm-hmm. and then rinse and repeat three times before they get three of yours and. You win.、Um, if you are carrying the source stone, you cannot mount. Although otherwise, you can use your mounts in this warfront. In fact, I think you can use mounts in all of the warfronts except Library of the Rune Masters and Black Garden. Right?、Those、That are, sounds right. Those are the only two I can think of where you can't use a mount.、Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the person carrying the source stone、uh, cannot mount. So again, this is a great job for a rogue. Uh, with a build where they can run really fast, especially if they have some insoles going on top of it. Oh yeah.、Um, or any other class、uh, that can run pretty quick. Like I know my cleric, one of my builds, I can actually, I have a few different ways to move pretty quick. Probably not still as good as a rogue. Like I imagine they can do it longer, but. But the plus to that is that I've seen a lot of tanks that are very successful being the ones to carry the stones. Because they can take a lot of damage from、um, attacking players. Yeah, and once you pick up the source stone, everybody will know that you picked it up, and everybody will know where you are, because on、yeah. the mini map and on the full map, it shows where each source stone is. So it'll show your, you know,、exactly. show you moving across the map. So、um, not a great idea to try to do it all by yourself without some backup, unless you're in. One of those unfortunate war fronts where everybody's just zerging each other at the、oh, middle、right. of the map, and I've literally been in war fronts where people are doing that, 
and like one person from each side is just running sore stones back and right. forth like completely unopposed <laughs> because everybody's just got their heads so far up their ass they don't even know what's going on when that's happened to me it's been in this war front yeah so that's white false steps and white false steps is one that i know for sure there are at least two different modes for this now but the, we just couldn't find it well i online. i'm sure i could but the website mm-hmm. i was using um didn't have the new mode and yeah. i didn't have time to find another site but um the the other mode i'm trying to remember how the other one works i think that's one where you actually just fight at the middle the mm-hmm. whole time okay I don't remember what the exact mechanics of that are, but I, I remember that that one, you're just basically all in the middle, like going at it. Okay. All right. Well, I don't want to give misinformation to our listeners, but I remember those modes too, or that mode. And I believe that there is some kind of stone that spawns in the center. And that's why a lot of people are fighting there. Yes, you're right. The next one that I know is your favorite is the battle for Port Sion. And this one you have to be level 50 to do. But I know that you love it because there's more to it than just fighting another player. There's actually quests in there and there's PvP elements, right? Yeah. Um, so Battle for Port Sion is rather unique compared to the other Warfronts in, in a few ways. One of the ways is that it takes um, place in a city. Mm-hmm. And it's also, um, I think, well, actually, I don't. I was. I was just gonna say. I think it's the biggest map. But I now that I think, I don't know that that's true because, like, Whitefall Steps is actually a pretty big map. Yeah. Um. It just um. Port Sion feels like it's bigger because Whitefall Steps is like a huge open area, mm-hmm. where Port Sion you're in a city, so there's streets and there's alleys and there's little cul-de-sacs, and mm-hmm. so it just makes it feel bigger. Because, you know, you could literally be like right across the wall from someone and not know it because there's so many nooks and crannies in there. Yeah. And um, yeah, there are, are numerous quests that you can do in there. Um, there are quests for killing the various NPCs. There are quests for uh, finding these, these uh, are they rune vessels? What are they called? The little boxes that you find? Yeah, I can't recall what they're called, what um, they're named. And all of these I'm quests you can head. do like numerous times. Mm-hmm. Like you can do over and over and over and over. Um, so I, I kind of like that because, because like I said, um, Warfronts can get a little um, monotonous, I think. And the throwing in the PvE element to it, like for me, it really helps me. Like I, I could probably do Port Scion longer more times in a row than i could any other warfront just because it it seems more varied you know the activities that you're doing there right and i think that that's the reason that it's actually um the victory conditions are different you have to accrue 1000 points or the most points in 45 minutes so the other ones have been 20 minutes and this one you're given a lot more time and i think it's because of those quests Right, and the other way that you can win this is by slaying the enemy commander. So mm-hmm. each side has a commander, which is an elite boss type mob, and uh, so yeah, there's actually three ways you can win this warfront. Um, one of the ways uh, that you can earn points for your team is running source stones, and this is something I really like doing when I when I do this warfront. Um, there is a church where you go in and you can grab these source stones and you take them back to your, I think it's your commander. 
and hand them in and you just do this over and over. And every time you do, you, you earn points for your team. Mm-hmm. And a- another kind of cool thing about, about this Warfront is that in addition to, you know, if you're a Defiant, in addition to the Guardians that you have to worry about, there's also all these NPC mobs like everywhere that are hostile and some right. of them are elite. Some of them aren't. Um, but, but that adds another, another element to it too. Good point. Very good point. So yeah, Port Scion is, is longer than the other ones. You will be spending some time in there, but it's a lot of fun and I, I really like it. Okay. Excellent. So the last one I haven't had the pleasure of doing yet is Carthen Ridge. Yeah, and this one was added with the Storm Legion expansion. I've only done it, I think, once. Oh, and you I, have? Okay. And I didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> you just get dropped in there. <laughs> yeah, so the, the minimum level to do Carthen Ridge is level 50. Um, because this is a new one, I, I did find a guide for it that I'm somewhat confident is is sort of current, although it, it was... <laughs> the end of 2012 so it's not like super current okay um so you guys can check that out on our show notes um the goal in this warfront is to destroy your opponent's base before they destroy yours and my understanding is that the way you do this is you blow up the enemy's cannons with bombs so i believe each side has three cannons and so you run these bombs over to your opponent's cannon to, to blow them up. The, the bombs are kind of like, um, running the source stone in like, uh, Whitefall Steps, where once you pick up one of those bombs, your location will be broadcast on the map. So everybody oh. will know where you are when you're carrying a bomb. Oh, wow. That sounds vicious. <laughs> yeah. It's a really pretty map though. Like I, I definitely want to do, do that warfront again and, and check it out more. Do you remember if it was outside or in a city? Yeah, it's outside. Oh, okay. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, of White, or not White Fall Steps, but Black Garden, just because at least where the Defiant start out, you're mm-hmm. kind of up on this ridge. Oh. Or even like the Codex is like that too, where you kind of start up, start out on a ridge and then mm-hmm. you, you run down to the map. So yeah. it's kind of like that. Okay. Defiance, rally! Then let us be done with this silly-looking man, so we might drink. Are you ready for one more? Nikki, you and I are not, or are definitely not PvP experts, so we thought we would bring someone on the show from our guild who does a little bit more PvPing than we do, and so we would like to introduce our friend Poggle to the show. Say hello, Poggle. (laughs) <laughs> Hello, Poggle. <laughs> and how are you all? Yeah. So, yeah. welcome cool. to the show, and we're gonna Thank you. we're gonna talk a little bit about Warfronts. So, you were telling me that you have some some tips or for people for Warfronts. So, if you were talking to a relatively new player, gonna do their their first Warfront, like what kind of advice would you give to them? First off, uh, for newcomers to the game. For PvP, would uh, I would someone to PvP with? You know, a buddy, a couple of buddies. Uh, trying uh, is one of the best ways. Um, okay. Obviously, having people to talk to around you when you're PvPing is uh, it makes it a lot easier. People know where you're going and what you're doing. If you're on your own, you just get mullered. Not not much fun. Yeah, I've noticed yeah. that. 
There's a lot of mullering that goes on. So is there a, a particular Warfront that you would recommend starting out with for your first time? Well, well, Warfronts in general, usually, you know, level 10 to 20 are Black Garden, and I think it, uh, which are fairly good. Um, I mean, if you can get hold of some uh, made gear, built gear, you know, you can get some built gear that way and uh, try and stick some runes on there. Um, also, if you can get hold of a bit of planner right from shooting some rifts in the first area, whether it be uh, is it Free March or what's the other place? I don't do the Guardian thing. Uh, Silverwood. Uh, Silverwood, yeah. that would be it. And get some planner right from shooting some rifts over there. You can get some pretty nifty uh, weaponry to help you out in Warfronts to start off with for planner right. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And you get those from uh, the PvP vendors in the various zones, right? Um, not really. Th- those those little bits of weapons you can get from uh, early on from Free Marcher, from the wardens uh, in the little hubs. Oh, you know, okay. Like when you, okay. Yeah, you can get like a, a le- it it it's no there's no level requirement on those weapons. So you know, I think they cost about a hundred. Planarite for each weapon. Okay. Like a, a pair of swords. It's 50, 50 planarite. So it's pretty easy to get the planarite to get those. So if you get those and then go into PvP, it'll make you de- you know, make make it a lot easier for you. Yeah, definitely. That's that's one recommendation anyway. So I was asking you a little bit earlier today about the bolstering because I'm I've been a little confused by that how it kind of increases your armor if you're not in the the pvp armor so can you kind of explain uh how that works yeah um yeah i'll give it a go okay <laughs> i mean it's not it's not really that hard to to understand you know um, basically uh, if you love if you enter into a pvp uh, arena at level 11 and there is a level 19 in there or a level 18 in there uh, whoever the strongest uh, guardian or defiance is in that event, if you like, in that PvP match, you every, everybody will be bolstered up to their stats. So it's not completely unfair because obviously a level 19 hitting on a level 11, if you didn't have that bolster, you would just be beaten into the ground. Okay, and you'd probably never go back and play PvP again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, so you know. Um, yeah, that would be really painful. <laughs> yeah, it, it would. You know, and also uh, in higher ranking, there is the system of the uh, the the vengeance. Uh, Valor is like it helps your armor. Okay. If you've been attacked by somebody, if you've got Valor points, uh, it's going to decrease the amount they're hitting you for. Unless they've got like a, a load of vengeance, which uh, is damage. Uh, I think is it mitigation? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you'd have valor and valor and vengeance are like valor's for your attack. No, it's not. This is for your attack, and valor is for your defense. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's easy enough to get. Uh, I mean, I think you asked me earlier on as well. Uh, you know, is it worth it to actually grind that gear, the PvP gear? Right. Um, you know, and gear, and I would say most definitely. You know, uh, I, I I thought no at one point, and and 
you know, I've done a bit of PvP and now and I've gained myself a bit of a PvP gear and I've found there is a massive dis- difference or, you know, rated for gear and the actual PvP gear. So definitely, if you want to PvP, you should definitely grind the uh, PvP points and, and get yourself some PvP gear. Okay, so it, it will end up being better for you than just being in bolstered, like, PvE gear or whatever. Most definitely, most definitely. Okay. Because if you, if you go into PvP, if you go into PvP at level 60, uh, when it bolsters you, it's not going to bolster you to the top-ranking PvP gear. It's going to give you the minimum okay. of that level 60 bracket, right? So you're still going to have a lot of people in there that are going to have earned their PvP gear and the right to be able to, uh, you know, beat you into the ground if you like. So only worth going for. Okay, well that's that's good to know because I, you know, it kind of made me wonder because I, I know it can be a bit of a grind sometimes to, to get good PvP gear, so I'm glad that that's still a worthwhile thing to do. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we were um, going a little bit into the various Warfronts earlier. I, w- I was curious if if you have a favorite Warfront right now. My favorite Warfront at the moment, I, I'm loving the Codex, which is uh, you first come into the Codex at between level 20 and 30, and uh, it's basically a capture the flag. You know, I think there's four flags on a map. Okay. And uh, the Codex is, uh, it, it, or the Codex is the and then you've got three others dotted around, and you've just got to con- you, you basically get in competition to control. It's brilliant. It's domination. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. I love I love that one. That's a good game. Now, have you played um, the the new one very much? The new uh, Carthen Ridge, I think it's called. I have, I have. I think there's a few different. There's Dom, and there's an. I don't. I'm not sure what they call. Uh, but I haven't done too much too much of the level 60 pvp i've done more of the low leveling just just at the moment but uh yeah i have tried it and uh it's hard i'll tell you that definitely hard oh okay yeah i did it like yeah. one time and i didn't really know what was going on in there yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's quite good there's a uh, you know there's a lot of mechanics going there there's more mechanics in it than you'd think like there's not only just captured a flag i think there's one where you have to uh, grab a barrel or something and take it to another object and or, or something like that. I can't remember exactly. I didn't like once or twice. Okay. Um, so when you PvP, what what classes do you like to play? Well, currently I did just uh, I think it was my favorite is the mage. I am loving the Chloromancer. Okay. Uh, at the moment, I have uh, built a Chloromancer with. See, if you're a level 60 or you have a level 60 crafted tune as well, um, you know, that can craft, obviously. Uh, I, like myself, I've crafted myself some really good level 7 armor with some silly augments on them that make me overpowered. Cool. I've uh, been out and um, farmed... Uh, is it inscribed? Sorry. Uh, I've uh, farmed as many Infinity Stones as I can. Okay. Because you can now go and get vouchers for them and pass them to that lower level character. Right. Right. Okay. So you pass them to that lower level character onto the uh, voucher person with that character and you can exchange those vouchers full of planorite. And you can give yourself about 20,000 planorite or more if you want on 
tune, like a little ten tune, and then you can give yourself a sauce machine and all the best essences that you can get your hands on, and everything at level. And go in and just yeah, be a one man army. Lots of fun. Very cool. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh yes. So, do you have any other um, tips that you can think of for warfronts or PvP in general? Aside from uh, you know getting yourself a few friends that enjoy uh, PvP yourself uh, as, as much as you do, um, and PvP in a group, uh, and also if you've got level sixties, like I just said, that can you know pass gear down and do stuff like that. Then yeah, th- them are a few of the tips I would give. As for in- make sure you're enjoying the game. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> if you're not enjoying it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, PvP can be quite. Sometimes it can be quite irritating. Is is a word I'd use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find myself screaming at my monitor sometimes, but you know, that's normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It seems like it's it's not a lot of fun um, if you're horribly outmatched. That can get really frustrating. Yeah, it, most of the time I find it's on. A, uh, you know, in PvP, uh, again, it comes back to having people with you. Uh, see if you go into a war front on your own and you're against a and then you've got like three other or four other people however many are there that are all also you know they're they're not talking trying to do their bit you know right and then you're against the team that are all organized and they've got vent or whatever you know voice chat they're using right. uh all talking to each other they're gonna beat you whether they've got worse gear than you or better gear than you doesn't matter you know they they're gonna win because they've got um, order. You know they they're talking to each other. They they know what you know. It just makes it a lot easier if you're. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So com- communication is key to warfronts is one of the things. Okay. Definitely. Well, that's a great tip you gave about um, using those those source stone vouchers to get an alt some planarite because I was trying to figure oh, out definitely. a way. To get my my mage alt some planarite, and I for some reason I didn't even think about doing that. <laughs> well, that is that is one of my secrets. The amount of people who uh, look at my gear when I'm in when I go into a PvP and I'm a level ten, and they're like, "Oh my god, you're awesome! How are you doing so much damage?" And then they check my gear and they go, "Oh my god, how, how have you got a source machine with six essences in? How have you done that?" And it's like, and then I think, "Oh, ooh. I sit there typing away. So anybody out there? Yes, that is how you do it. You you exchange exchange planner vouchers and to a newbie tune. Yeah, go and do it. You'll you'll appreciate that one. Yeah, very cool. Definitely. Very cool. Well thank you very much for uh helping us out with that because uh No problem. It's good to talk to someone that does a little more PvP than we do. Yeah, I've I've been looking forward to doing PvP with you guys. I've been waiting for that, so I will continue to wait for that day yeah we will definitely have to get together and and do some more fronts and get some guildings yeah. together and then yep, we can uh, report back on the show how we did <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we can tell them whether it was horrible or not <laughs> yeah Ho- hopefully yeah, we sure. uh we give as good as we get right <laughs> i think i think with a a team of anybody who wants to join in you know this is where we are come and find us I'm always here. Awesome. Well, thank you again, and I will let you get back to your war fronts and your guardian yep. bashing. 
Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Get down on your knees and make it lovely. This week for our overachievers segment, we have quite a few to discuss that are PvP related. The first one is called The Gloves Are Off. And you get this um, by defeating a player in a duel. So it's not too too tough to do that one. You can also get the achievement called Favorful. And that you just have to earn 1,000 lifetime favor. Okay. Um, so again, favor is a currency. So you know, you're going to be spending it eventually or right away. Um, but, but this achievement is just based on how many favor you've gotten in the life of your character. So it doesn't matter if you spend it, it it's still counting. And awesome. then you can get taste the favor for 5,000 favor, <laughs> favor tastic for 25,000 favor. And then there are numerous more achievements like this, uh, for amounts of favor above and beyond 25,000. Cool. I think you have to say that. Favortastic. Favortastic. <laughs> Very 80s. Okay. That's my favortastic. <laughs> Sound like an old bubblegum ad. All right. So then the next one is Warfront Veteran Achievement. And you get this by winning 100 Warfronts. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I know I don't have that one. Next, we have Behind Enemy Lines. And that is for closing a rift in a guardian-controlled zone. So now I was finding these achievements in-game on my character. Mm -hmm. These are some achievements I've gotten with my cleric. Oh, nice. Um, So I'm sure that there is a similar achievement if you're a guardian for uh, closing a rift in a defiant zone. I am not sure what the achievement is called, if it's still called behind enemy lines. I I guess it is. Right. But uh, go get the achievement, and then you'll find out. That's a... It's a pretty easy one to get. Um, you know, you will probably get that eventually just doing instant adventure because you will oh, end up doing instant adventure in in the other team zone eventually. And oftentimes an instant adventure, at some point you close a rift. So Yeah, excellent. So you could probably do that pretty early on. Yeah. The next one I know I have um, because I went out and purposely got it just because I like the title and it's the Corp Dancer achievement. Corpse. Oh, corpse. <laughs> Thank you. Corpse dancer. Not corp because we're not playing Eve. Okay. Anyway, you have to dance within 35 meters of an enemy PvP rift. And then if you do that, you get the corpse dancer title. I just thought that was cool. So had to get that. An example of a PvP achievement you can get in Warfronts, and there are a ton of achievements you can get in Warfronts. You can always tell when someone in your guild is doing Warfronts for the first time, because all of a sudden there's all these achie- PvP achievements <laughs> in, in guild chat. Right, yeah. Um, so, for instance, there is Victory the Black Garden, and to get that achievement, you just win a match in the Black Garden. So there are one of these Victory achievements for every Warfront for winning one match in that warfront. That's kind of nice. The next one is Runic Seeker achievement, and you only have to pick up a rune vessel in the Library of the Rune Masters to get that. Yeah, and they have a lot of achievements like this in the game, and and I really, I really like their thinking on this. Um, I just think that maybe, I don't know, somehow uh, they could publicize these achievements more. But it's it's basically a thing of you get an achievement for figuring out the mechanics of this warfront. 
So mm-hmm. like Library of the Room Masters, pick, all you have to do is pick up one rune vessel <laughs> right. and you get an achievement. But it's because, you know, trying to saying, hey, you know, this is important, something important. You want to know about this war front. So right. we're going to, you know, we're going to give you an achievement for it, kind of hang a lantern on it and let you know that, oh, I just did something important. This this could have tactical significance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the final one is Teleport Tactician. And you get this by using a teleporter in that same um, Warfront library 200 times. Yeah. So when when you first uh, spawn in Library of the Room Masters, where everybody starts out, um, you will be on the the upper level. There, there's kind of like a ground level, a second floor level, and then there's like a basement level. Mm-hmm. And you'll be on that second floor level. And you can totally just jump off the ledge onto the first floor or even the basement and even before they took falling damage out of the game, you had a buff while you were in there that basically meant that there was no falling damage. Right. Um, but there's also nearby, there's a little teleport, which is like a, a raised platform, circular platform. And you step on that and it teleports you down to the uh, ground floor. Um, the cool thing about that teleport is when you use it, it gives you either a spell power or an attack power buff yeah. that lasts for like 30 seconds or a minute or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can get this achievement for uh, doing it 200 times. Right. Yeah, because a lot of people don't bother. So so definitely, if you guys are wanting to try out Warfronts, um, go into your achievements window, go into the PvP tab and then there will be a tab for each and every warfront and go into the warfront you're you're going to do and just look at uh the achievements that you can get because there are a lot of achievements that are actually fairly easy to get if you know you know oh i just got to run and do this thing and Mm -hmm. i get this achievement and it's a lot of fun you can get a lot of achievements doing pvp without like being a pvp expert or spending all your time in game PvPing. If you mm-hmm. just do a little PvP every now and then, you can get a lot of achievements. Um, get get some favor, get yourself some PvP gear, and have a lot of fun. Soon you will fight. For now, you must learn. All right, everyone. For this week's tips and tricks, I have a a few uh, whoppers of a doozies of tips and tricks for you. That didn't make sense. Did it? <laughs> We got it. It it seemed perfect in my mind, and then I said it out loud, and it... Okay, so I got an email, or we got an email, I should say, this week from a listener, and I'm really sorry. I got to remember to start writing people's names down when they email me something I'm going to talk about on the show. Okay. So I'm really sorry. I don't remember the name of the person that asked this. That's all right. They know who they are. Yeah, they asked (laughs) us about... um, getting extra character slots and extra bag slots Mm -hmm. and what would be the best way to do this now i'm pretty sure this person hadn't heard our last couple episodes where we we got really into credits and dollars and platinum and broke all that down for you okay so i definitely recommended to them that they check that out to, to better understand how it all works but this specific question we did not answer in those episodes and i thought it was a really good question and I'm sure it's one that a lot of people wonder about, especially oh, yeah. new players. So mm-hmm. I thought we'd talk about it. Awesome. So I did a little bit of digging in game and I found out if you want to get an extra character slot uh, for your for your account, that will cost you 648 credits in the Rift store. 
Now, if you are buying your credits at the $20 price, that comes out to $3.99 that that character slot is going to cost you. If, on the other hand, you are buying credits at the $5 price, that's going to come out to $4.32 that that character slot is going to cost you. For extra bag slots, those cost 774 credits each, which comes out to $4.76 at the $20 price. And Ooh. also, I want to note here that you have to buy these for every character you play. This is oh not gosh. an account-wide thing. So, for instance, on my Cleric, I bought every bag slot I could get. I bought, bought them with credits. I go to play my mage and she doesn't have those extra bag slots that I bought with the credits. So I have to buy them again. Oh my gosh. So, so that's, that answers the question as far as what, what does it cost to get these things? But really what this person wanted to know is, is what we recommend as far as what's the best way Mm -hmm. to get these things. And, um, it was really good timing because we just had, um, a uh, person in our guild who goes by the name Old Gamer Guy. Old Gamer Dude. Old Gamer Dude. He's He's got a character that's each. There's Old Gamer oh, Guy okay. and Old Gamer Dude, so oh, I don't okay. know which he prefers. Old Gamer Man. <laughs> um, no. But he got his hands on one of the Rift box boxes, you know, the game, mm-hmm. the actual, you know, when physical people used copy? to buy physical games and they got a disc that you put in your computer. What? Oh my God, you don't say. I know, it's like Stone Age stuff. But, <laughs> but yeah, he got one of those and he was asking in our forums, he's like, what's going to happen You know, when I use this thing? What am I going to get? You know, Am I going to mm-hmm. get anything? And so he applied it to his account and he got, he now has, he was free to play at the time. He now has six character slots yeah. And all of his characters have five bag slots. That's excellent. Okay. So um, if you're asking me, you know, I'm brand new free to play character. I've got the what? You start out with one character slot, mm-hmm. I think, free to play in like two or three bag slots or whatever. Okay. And you're wanting to get, you know, more character slots and you're wanting to get more bag slots. And well, if you're wanting more character slots, that tells me you want to play some some alts, which means you're probably going to want bag slots on those alts too. What's oh, yeah. the best way to do this? I would say definitely, um, if you can find a box of the game, do it that way. If, oh, yeah. if you can go to a retailer and find and and if you can find it, it will probably be cheap, right? Because it's old. If mm-hmm. if you can find a copy of the game to buy. Um, that will be cheaper because think about it. You're, you're paying about $4 for each character slot that you buy and you're paying about $5 for every bag slot and you have to buy those bag slots on every character you want to play. Yeah. On Amazon.com right now, you can get the original Rift box game for $12.19. So for $12.19, you have six character slots and every character has, has five. five bag slots. Yeah, that's so pretty that, sweet. Yeah, that is hands down the cheapest way to do it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And, you know, if you uh, spend, what, $25 or more on your order, you can get free shipping. <laughs> yeah. um, they tell you like some ridiculous figure of how long it's going to take. I, I can tell you, I always do free shipping on Amazon and it's never taken more than a week no. to get something. Usually mm-hmm. it's pretty quick. Yeah. 
usually like less than a week it's in my hands um but but yeah that's that's definitely the, the way to go about it check your check your retailers you know check your GameStop, your your walmart your best buy whatever if, if you can find they still have a copy and they've got it on sale um otherwise amazon.com twelve dollars and nineteen cents Mm-hmm. You you will very quickly surpass twelve dollars and nineteen cents if you're you're buying these things uh, on the store with credits. That's right, and this might be a good way to get the Storm Legion souls. I can't say for sure because I haven't looked to see what the prices are for the Storm Legion um, expansion of right, the game. Right, but yeah, it could we be were, a good way. We were just talking about this before we started recording, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't look up any figures. But I do believe off the top of my head to, to get the Storm Legion Souls, it's like three or four or five thousand credits. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so if you can find the expansion or the entire game with Storm Legion yeah. for a good price somewhere, um, it might be more cost effective for you to do it that way. Yep. Um, definitely do the math though and, and figure it out for yourself and make an informed decision. Yeah. And then you have one more tip. Yes, which I was just about to tell you about. <laughs> Sorry about that, Lex. So this is something really cool. And um, this also applies a little bit um, to our interview with Poggle. He was he was talking about something that kind of ties in with this really well. Okay. And that is, um, you may not know this, but you can convert your source stone, your various types of source stone that you've accumulated into planar right. Yay. So, you know, if you're level 60 right now, you're probably thinking, well, you know, I love my infinity stone. I am an infinity stone whore. <laughs> like I was an inscribed source stone whore back in the day. I would, okay. <laughs> I would do just about anything for some inscribed source stone. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, and you're like, I don't want to give up my infinity stone. And you're right. You don't want to give up your infinity stone as long as there's anything at all you can do with it. But what about, um, what about that corrupted source stone? You remember mm, that stuff? Barely. Started getting that around like level five and free yep. March corrupted mm-hmm. source stone. You really need that? No. <laughs> Vile source stone. Oh, nope. I, I skipped mm-hmm. curse. Curse stone source stone. No. Nope. I think you started getting that in like Stonefield. Mm hmm. Vile source stone level thirty. Um, so yeah, if you go into your currencies sheet, which you can go into your character sheet, hit C, C as in cat, mm-hmm. and go down to the currencies tab, or there's a little currencies button um, where your bags and your gold is, um, and you click that and you look at your currencies, you will probably see that you have some corrupted source stone, and you have some cursed source stone. And you have some vile source stone and you have some inscribed source stone, etc. And once you level beyond the items that you get with those source stones, they're, they're useless. Mm-hmm. But they're not useless because you can trade them in for planarite. Sweet. So this is how you do it. It's really, really easy. Okay. Okay. So basically, um, right now you can't do this with the Rift Store. You're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way and actually go talk to some vendors. Oh, Okay. But to get rid of your corrupted source stone, which is the first source stone you get in the game, it's the lowest level source stone. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is go to King's Retreat in Free March, mm-hmm. find the rare planar goods vendor there, talk to him or her, and they will have a 
chest or a box or something similar of planarite that you can buy. It will cost you one corrupted source stone to buy this thing. And then when you right click on this thing in your inventory, it will give you 50 planarite. Whoa, that's awesome. So for every cursed or I'm sorry, for every corrupted source stone that you get, you get 50 planarite. If you're playing a guardian, um, I don't know exactly (laughs) where you do this. However, for, for defiance, King's retreat is, um, the first quest hub in the game, not counting the little intro segment, um, where you're in kind of that instance area without giving any spoilers. You go through yeah. a little thing at the very beginning of the story and then you end up in a different quote unquote place. <laughs> Once you're in that different place, that first quest hub you come to as a guardian, look for a rare planar goods vendor and he should have this for you. Okay. Again, if you're defiant, it's King's Retreat, which again is that first quest hub that you come to when you, you play your character after the little intro bit. Um, Next up, we have Cursed Source... God, I can't talk today. Cursed (laughs) Source Stone. This you can turn in at Granite Falls in Stonefield. Again, you're looking for the rare planar goods vendor. And you will be able to turn in one Cursed Source Stone for 150 planarite. And this one, I actually wrote it down. It's called a chest of planarite. So you're going to buy a chest of planarite for one cursed source stone. And then when you right click and open that chest, you're going to get 150 planarite. Okay. I've got to see if I have any of those on my rogue. Next up, we have vile source stone. And to get rid of your vile source stone, you're going to go to Perspice in Scarwood Reach. Again, look for the rare planar goods vendor there. And you can trade in one vile source stone for 300 planarite. That's right. And then for inscribed source stone, you look for the same vendor, but this time you go to Fortune Shore in Shimmer Sand and you have to trade in 50 inscribed source stone, but you get 500 planarite for that. Yes. And then finally, your infinity stone. You can go to the planar college in Meridian and speak to the Epic Planar Equipment Vendor, or you can go to the uh, similar place in Sanctum. It should be uh, the same place where the vendor is for your Ascended Powers, like Quantum Sight and Defiance Flare and all that good stuff. Or you can also do this in Tempest Bay, and I will try to explain where this is. If you are standing at the Particulum in Tempest Bay, um, down below the platform, there is an auction house and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of auctioneers in there. There's a bunch of bankers in there. There's a guild banker in there and there is also a, uh, voucher vendor in there. And if you talk to that voucher vendor, you can buy, um, or you can trade in your infinity stone for planarite. You will pay 50 infinity stone and you will get a chest with 500 planarite in it. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. You're like, wait, hold on, Lex. You missed one. What mm-hmm. about my imperial source stone? Right. Well, currently in the game, there is no way to get rid of your imperial source stone. There's um, no vendor that you can go to and turn that in for planarite. And you might think, well, that seems like quite an oversight on Tryon's part. 
because every other source stone you can turn in, right? Right. What the fuck, right? Yeah. Well, um, if you guys remember, we reported on this a few episodes ago, but on one of the live streams not too long ago, they were talking about how they're considering um, getting rid of Imperial or Empyrean source stone. Um, at the time when they were designing Storm Legion, for whatever reason, it made sense to them to have one kind of source stone that you're using as you're leveling from 50 to 60, and then another kind of source stone that you're using at level 60 to get the more quote unquote end game stuff. Mm-hmm. But now that Storm Legion has been out for a while and, and people are going through the content, um, in hindsight, that seems really silly. Why would we have two different currencies? Why right. not just have one? Yeah. So, um, I think the fact that there is no one, no one to turn Imperial, Imperian source stone into for, for planar, I, I think it's further evidence that they're planning to get rid of it. Oh, okay. hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. So, um, if you have a bunch of Imperian source stone like me, you know, don't go and buy a bunch of stupid shit with it just to get rid of it. Hang on to it. And I predict that eventually when they get rid of it, that that will turn into inscribed source or not inscribed, um, infinity stone probably won't be a one for one, um, conversion because obviously infinity stone is worth more than Empyrean source stone. Right. So, you know, maybe two to one or three to one or four to one. But then at that point, you know, you'll have infinity stone. And if you're, you're using infinity stone to buy stuff, you're good to go. Um, if you're done with infinity stone and you don't need infinity stone any, anymore, then you can turn that in to planarite. Excellent. And you finally got quantum sight, right? On your mage. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to, to point out to people, cause this is kind of a pain because you have to go to all these different zones and, and do this. Um, right. and especially if you don't have all the teleports, it can be a bit of a pain. Um, even if you do have all the teleports, it's kind of a pain. And, and see, you might be thinking, as ah, is, is it really even worth it? But on my mage, just turning in the corrupted and the cursed source stone, mm-hmm. which are the, these are all source stones you're getting before level 30. Just turning those in, I got enough planarite to buy my quantum site, which was wow. 12,000 planarite. That's great. And now since I've turned in all of her source stone, um, other, well, she's not getting infinity yet. But other than Infinity or Empyrean Stone, she's after buying the Quantum Sight, she's at over a hundred thousand planarite. So Whoa, that's excellent. It's definitely worth doing. Um, mm-hmm. even if you think it's not, um, you know, just do the math real quick and, and if you've got a lot of that source stone laying around, it's a lot of planarite. Um there is a cap to planarite. I believe it's two hundred thousand. So um, do not go above that because any planarite you gain above that is just wasted because you can't you can't have any more than that and you'll you'll have to spend some before you get some more. Okay, and the greatest part about uh, spending it is you can get all of your squirrels, um, the planar squirrels. You can also get a medic with planarite, which is very handy. Yeah, that uh, takes three of your planar charges to summon, and it it's a soul healer. You can use it to heal your souls. It's great in dungeons and stuff. Definitely. I use it all the time. And then another thing that you can use it for is to buy Hunt Rift Lures at level 60. Yeah. Yep. Well, actually, you can get them before level 60. But but yeah, once you're at level 50 and you're in Storm Legion, you can start buying uh, Hunt Lures and Great Hunt Lures with your with your Planarite. So there's there's definitely things that that you can use it for. Yep, definitely. 
So, Nikki, I know you weren't able to uh, sit in for all of the interview with Poggle. Did did you catch the bit um, where he was talking about using the vouchers to transfer Planarite from one character to another? Yeah, I did. That was a great tip. Yeah. So, um, you know, that voucher vendor I was just talking about in Tempest Bay is is one place you can get these vouchers. There's also a voucher vendor in the Planar College and in Meridian, and I'm sure there's someone or some there's one somewhere in Sanctum. I just am not sure where, um, but yeah, you can get vouchers for the various uh, source stones, and and those you can trade between characters. These chests of Planarite that that you're getting uh, with your source stone, those are soul bound. You can't transfer those, so there's not you know there's not a direct way to transfer Planarite from character to character. And I just, I, I guess I didn't think about it enough because I just didn't think you could do it. But but yeah, he's totally right. You can, you know, take your high level character, buy some of those vouchers with your source stone, send the vouchers over to your low level character. Mm-hmm. They can turn them back in source stone and then cash those in to get Planarite. Kind of convoluted, not very user friendly, but, but can be done. And, and worth it. Yeah, I mean, I wish I would have known about that. I could have had Quantum Sight on my mage at first level if I if I would have known that. <laughs> wow. Because yeah, my cleric. I'm I've I think twice since I hit sixty. I've I've two or three times I've hit the Planarite cap to where I'm I'm losing Planarite because I'm getting Planarite and I'm not actually getting it because wow. I'm capped and I got to go oh buy gosh. a bunch of lures or something. Yeah. Um, I really wish they'd they'd raise that cap. Why does it need to have a cap? I know it's really low too. Yeah, I mean, if we got to have one, fine, but make it a million, not two hundred thousand. Right, exactly. Come on, on, Ryan. (laughs) Kira, would you like to see a trick I learned? No, I don't find that sort of thing amusing. Come now, Kira. I am sure you would enjoy it. Apparently, giving life creatures a dose of death magic is explosive. Oh, very well. Show me this trick. All right, Lex. Well, it's been a lovely show. Why don't you tell the folks how they can contact us? All right. Well, you can find our podcast just about anywhere that you find podcasts. Uh, (laughs) iTunes, Stitcher. Um, You can also subscribe to our RSS feed on our website, which is LexStarWalker.com. And you can use your app of choice to get our podcast that way. And you can email us with any comments or questions, requests for topics that you'd like us to cover. The email is theriftpodcast at gmail.com. And you can join our forum community at throughtherift.createaforum.com. We also have a link to our forums on the site in the show notes. And you can follow us on Twitter for updates and to find out when we're recording next at The Rift Podcast. Head on over to our website, uh, LexStarWalker.com, and you can find our show notes there for this episode and all of our other episodes. Nikki spends a lot of time on the show notes. There are a lot of very helpful links and charts and cool pictures and all kinds of stuff for you guys to see. So check it out. Also on our forums, um, we're, we've got some dungeon guides and some other helpful little tidbits on our forums. And we will be adding more. So keep an eye on it. Oh, yeah. 
Well, Nikki, uh, is that it? Anything else you want to say about Warfronts or PvP or Rift in general? Well, I would like to say thank you to Poggle for being on our show. It was really great to interview him with you. Yes, thank you, Poggle. Um, it was great to have, have someone to talk to who uh, really enjoys PvP. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we're going to have to take him up on his offer and do some Warfronts with him. Oh, yeah. And maybe some other guildies. And um, maybe we'll have him on again in a later episode and we can talk about um, how that went. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we'll even try some conquest with him. Oh, and maybe we'll have him on for the conquest episode. Oh, okay. Which I'm really looking forward to because I personally enjoy conquest more than, than Warfronts, but that's just me. I know. I have to experience more of them. I love me some conquest. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for us and for this episode. We will be seeing you again next week for episode 10, which I think is going to be a special episode. It's kind of a big deal, your 10th episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, keep in touch with us. Uh, Feel free to get a hold of us. Um, We're easy to get a hold of and easy to talk to. And we will reply to your message. So thank you again, everyone, for listening, and enjoy the game. Happy birthday, Lex. Oh, yeah, it's my birthday. It's my birthday! (laughs) This episode's music provided by Ish, Cloudwalker, Renfield, and Transboy. Please see the show notes for more details at LexStarWalker.com. I'm awesome!